Today we're going into uh, Back to Basics is our series, so you're going to get a basic message. Today we're going to dive into the topic of process. Have you ever thought about the process of the promise in you? Let me say that again. Have you ever thought about the process of the promise in you? For every seed sown takes time to realize the fruit, and there is a process. Can you say that with me? There's a process. There's a process. Last week when I was with you, we talked about the word of God that has been given to you and is here now, and it's available to receive it. Last week, we talked about how we have to change the dynamic of our relationship, that he is a God that pursues us. But with his hand extended out to us, it's time for us to extend our hand to his and join with him in love. So the word of God is here now, and it's a seed, but we have to receive it. So let's get into the word of God here. In John 1, it says that Jesus is the word. In Mark chapter 4, the word of God is a seed. And in Luke chapter 8, it has to be received. And this is what Jesus said. As for that in the good soil, talking about the word of God being a seed, as for that in the good soil, they are those who hearing the word, receiving it, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Can you say patience? There's the process. And receive the word of God in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. With patience, this is the process. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 through 39, the Bible says this, for you have need of endurance. There's patience. You have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, can you say that with me? The will of God, you may receive what is promised, the fruit. So we see here, you need endurance. You need patience. You need patience so that when you do, when you have done the will of God, you may receive the fruit. He continues on, for yet in a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And it says this, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. If he has no endurance, if he turns back before he receives, my soul has no pleasure in him, but we are not those. Can you say that? I'm not one of those. We are not one of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and persevere, preserve their souls. So in this scripture in Hebrews, it talks about that we need patience so that when we've done the will of God, you may receive what is promised, the fruit. So what is the will of God, church? Well, the will of God to me is this, to abide in love, to act in love. It is to love and to receive the one who is love. This is the will of God. How can I say this? Well, let's remember the two great commandments that Jesus gave us. The first is to love God. And the second is to love others. And continuing in the very first descriptive word given in 1 Corinthians describing love is patience. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 says this, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast and is not arrogant. So we see here that there's a process to receiving. And when we've done the will of God, we act in love. And we see love is patient. So we see there's a process to receiving what is promised. 
We bear fruit with patience. Can you say that, Kenny? Patience. So here's a helpful, helpful idea to the process. Here's a helpful idea that God gave me yesterday for the process. And I want you to say this with me, Pastor Mike, real loud. I wake up, I work it, I wait for it, and I water it with more. And I water it with more. Let's break this down, church, because there's a process to receive. Come on, last week we talked about the word of God is available to me, that God has breathed out his word before the foundation of the world, that the solution was available to me, and his name is Jesus. But let's not forget that Jesus is the word, and the seed of God must be received in me. But once the word of God has been received, remember that there's a process to everything that's been received if I want to receive the promise. So this is what God gave me. I wake up, I work it, I wait for it, and I water it with more. So let's break this down. Number one, I wake up. And in John chapter four, Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. I have a kind of food you know nothing about. His disciples began to ask, does someone bring him food while we were gone? And, this, and then Jesus explained, my nourishment This is good, church. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God. The will of God. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up. Can you say, wake up? But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. This harvest that Jesus is talking about here is God's kingdom harvest. And there was a quickening to the process when the one who is the sower, the seed, and the foundation was sown. But there was a process, but it was quickened when the one who was the sower, the seed, and the foundation was sown. Jesus paid it all, and it was a finished work on the cross. Can you say it was finished? He himself on the cross, Kenny said, it is finished. Jesus paid it all. Jesus finished the work on the cross, and we are his fruit ripe for harvest. So he says this, wake up, look around you. Psalms chapter 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. You belong to Jesus. Wake up and look around you. He loves you. And there are people around you waiting for you to wake them up to receive him, Jesus, and to live in him and his will. The kingdom has come. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. I must wake up and receive and know that I am his. I am his. I am his. Second thing is I work at Ephesians chapter 5. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up. There it is again. Wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Do not live like fools, but those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Here it goes. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So he says, wake up, for God has given you light to see, to work, and to grow. So live with intention. We're breaking the scripture down. So live intentionally. Understand what the Lord wants you to do and work it. So we see it right there, the process. I wake up, I work it. I wake up, I work it. The third point is I wait for it. Isaiah chapter 40 says this, 
But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. He has sent his word. You have received it, and it is working. For in Isaiah chapter 55, it says this, For the rain and snow, we went over this last week, but let's go over it again. For the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return, do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower, there it is, seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish which I purpose it. And shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So church, he says, I got to wake up. I got to work it. And I got to wait for it. For those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew my strength. For I understand that when God speaks a thing, he does a thing. But I got to wait for the process to work out in my life. Man, we're going through this quick, but it's good stuff. The fourth point here is I water it with more word. Ephesians chapter 5 says this, husbands, love your wives. What's the will of God? To love. Husbands, love your wives as Christ has loved the church. Who's the church? You. Husbands, love your wives as Christ has loved, this, loved his church and gave himself, himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Washing of water with the word. So church, we have been zooming through this because our time is short online. But you see here, I wake up, I work it, I wait for it. Now he says, I water it with more. For the washing of water by the word. So I receive the word, but I water it with more word. I water it with more word. I water it with more word. I water the word with the word. It's a process, church. Everything's available to you, and it's around you now. But many of us are giving up because we're not going through the process. We've gone through this like a blaze of lightning today because there is so much scripture to dive through. But I want you to know today, church, don't give up on what God has spoken because it will produce in you. But you got to work it. You got to wait for it. You got to water it with more. Know this in closing. Know this, church. This is good stuff right here. Instant fruit is a miracle, not a harvest. Many Christians are shrinking, shrinking back, as Hebrew chapter 10 says. They are disconnected, trying to live miracle to miracle as orphans instead of abiding in Jesus, the vine, as sons. Receiving the seed of the word and his daily bread in love until the harvest has come, which is always multiplied for greater. It's like this. I can receive falling fruit from a tree. Oh, I got to say it again. It's like this. I can receive falling fruit from a tree or I can become a part of the tree and produce living fruit. There's a difference. There's a difference. I can receive falling fruit from a tree or I can become part of the tree and produce living fruit. Miracles are instant. Miracles in the word often drew people in for a relationship with Jesus so that they may know him, why he has come, and to restore them into love 
or position them to love the will of God so that they could have the continual bread. Can you say continual? So that they could have the continual bread of life and harvest daily. A life abiding in Christ who is my vine, supply abundant life to us, the branch. He said, I'm the vine, you are my branches. Miracles still happen today, that is true. But we are being called into a deeper relationship as branches connected to a vine. To abide in Jesus, who is the vine, our supply, salvation, and is love, and in love, all things are possible. But we have to be patient and continue in the process. Church, we just flew through this message. We just flew through this message. But God loves you, church, and many of us are trying to live miracle to miracle. Because we're abandoning the process of what God has for you. I'm trying to tell you, church, that miracles, we're trying to live miracle on miracle, but that's an instant gratification. Do miracles still happen? Yes, but God used miracles to draw in people for relationship, that they may be one with him, abide in him, so that they could have continual flow of supply and fruit in their lives. But there's a process to it, and we went through it. I got to wake up to the process. I got to wake up and know that he has drawn me in, that we are his harvest first, that he's drawn me in. Now I got to work it, and I got to wait for it, and I got to water it with more of what he's given. I have to understand that I don't, I don't need to live as an orphan. What do I mean by that? That my father, I have a father in heaven that loves me, but I don't need to live disconnected as an orphan. I need to connect with God and know that I'm one with him and know that when I come into the vine, that through the vine, everything is supplied through me. Miracles still happen, but church, I'm trying to tell you that if we abide in relationship with him, one with the Lord Jesus Christ, that what I need is supplied to me daily because every day I'm being sown into by Jesus, and every day I am watering it and I'm patiently waiting, and every day I have a daily harvest, not a miracle. You following me, church? So that's what I want to get across to you today, church. Don't abandon the process and stop being orphans. Last week we talked about how we're coming to church wanting to be engaged by God in relationship, and he is a God that pursues you. But church, it's time to change the dynamic and pursue him. But once we pursue him, know that when we receive, there's a process. Don't abandon the process. God loves you. And in the will of God, in love, all things are possible. All things are possible. Let's pray, church. Father, I thank you for who you are, for what you're doing in our lives. God, you're more than enough. You're more than enough. God, I thank you that you've given us all things. You are all things. Father, I thank you that you have developed us, that, God, you've given us endurance. God, that you've given us time. God, I thank you that right now people are being sown into. God, they are being developed. God, they are being healed. Father, I thank you that even though we went through this quick, but God, it's a video. They can pause, they can play, they can rewind. Father, I thank you for all that you're doing in our church. God, I thank you for the testimonies that will come forth today in Jesus' name, for your glory, for your glory. Amen.
remember this, church, that we are connected to Jesus. Jesus says that we're, he's the vine and we are the branches, but what process does is it gives you sturdy roots. That's why God takes us through process. Things that spring up quickly, the Bible says, has no root within themselves and quickly fall when, when trials come. So that's why there's a process. Today we covered some things that God has given us to understand this. Things to encourage us in this time to think on when we are in a time of process because many of us feel like God's abandoning us. But last week we discussed he's not abandoned you. He's already spoken. He's already given you the answer. Many of us are in this moment of process, but it's developing a deeper root in you. And what are we rooting ourselves into? We're making deeper roots into Jesus. Deeper roots into Jesus.